going it's going well we'll see how this goes i'm at work all by myself so let's see how many times we can get interrupted in one podcast um i just realized i could have totally came to your house I could totally came to my house i suck i totally did not think about that so you're like totally using up your data yeah because it's super great you could have been like the world's best friend, like the sweetest woman on the planet and brought me a caramel macchiato. <laughs> I can still do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm here until, I'm still here for uh, six more hours. So this is the bizarre time that your work and my work overlap each other. Yes. So I'm at work at the campground and it's Sunday afternoon. So I'm the only person here working and so I'm here till eight by myself so there's not a lot of people here but I can see my husband driving right up to the office right now as we speak so he's about to walk in the door at any second because you know that's how we roll here I'll just wave to him <laughs> I'm so I'm so annoyed because I'm trying to send an order to David's tea yeah and for some reason I can't do it because my dad is so bad Oh Anyways, God! I'm taking you a break. When that happens, taking a break because yeah. Anyway, so exciting week this week. I went back. Well, I've been going to work, but I actually went back when kids were there, which is kind of cool. Well, I can hear Edward. Yeah, he's just the head just pointed to told like just pointed to my ears and showed him my phone, and he just like oh you're recording, and he just walked out again. Oh look, motorbikes. Um, <laughs> loud noisy things. So you can't oh, put in your orders for David's tea. Well, that sucks. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. One of these days, you're going to get internet way up there on said mountain. According to Leo Glavine by 2025. But, like, I'm busy oh, doing my, like, hot girl shit over here. Like Exactly. <laughs> hot facts girl summer. And we're not okay. caring about how mu- what our weight is or how much we're weighing because it's hot facts chubby girl summer. Because we're going to fucking me. party her up this year. I'm excited for that. I'm not going to lie. Um, also, uh, I almost called you. I would like to book some times to come camping at your place with my nieces because I feel like they would love that. So, um, yeah. As I'm long gonna call as it's you during the week. Okay. As long as it's during the week, you can come and go as you please. It's weekends is when we're the most busiest. We almost always have sites during the week. All right, then. I will give you a call at another time and we will sort that out because I feel like they would love to come and they just love you anyways because you're the goat lady and they think my friends are the coolest friends ever they're like my niece was like you're living your best life because you have the best friends and the coolest friends <laughs> and a hot tub <laughs> i like the fact that she's like she's like you're a witch and i'm like i am she's yeah but you're a real witch you have a hat i'm like i am i told you that i am a witch and she's like but you have a hat i'm like well witches wear hats dear I can't wait. We should bring, I gotta bring, if we're allowed, can I bring her over at Halloween? Yes. <laughs> I'm a oh witch. God, I know. I, you don't have to tell me more than once. I, I am well aware of all of your witchery. But it's just funny because she like, I told her and she didn't believe me. And then all of a sudden she sees my hat and she's like, oh my God. I'm like, and if you stay for supper, I can guarantee you that we're eating children. And she In laughed. In our lasagna. In our lasagna. Yep. And she left. She's like, bye. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The only thing I worry about is that if in the middle of the night they get upset and they want to go home. So, anyways, we'll see how that all goes. I would like to take them camping there because they remember they said they wanted to come last year when we came for the... the the, uh, chocolate bar bingo, bingo, yeah. Chocolate bar bingo that my mom killed. My mom went... Oh, speaking of that, Kim wins everything. So, no surprise, she won... A million chocolate bars that day oh my god that was so much fun though thank you for inviting us i know i can't wait for that this year speaking of that i want to win chocolate bar bingo i just want are to we... win chocolate bar bingo i don't want like a million dollars i want to win chocolate bar bingo <laughs> are we actually invited this year or people are just like don't invite them because they just win <laughs> no you can come thing off on my phone my daughter's texting me well it's a date i was just speaking i was just thinking of how we used to take your daughter camping and back in the day and I was thinking how uh, my nieces would love to come do that. I was actually thinking about all that on my drive home from work the other day. 
because I'm getting in summer mode. I'm getting ready to uh, have a little bit of a summer here. So I'm kind of excited about that. The kids are back. It's super excited. Oh, my God. They're just so excited. Um, but there has been a lot of drama since they've been back because the government told them they weren't coming back. So in their heads, just like teachers, we all just assumed we weren't coming back. So some of our kids are not happy. <laughs> yes. I have heard that from some of the kids here this weekend. And God, some of the kids that are happy. here this weekend are really excited that they are back because yeah, they're excited yeah. to see their friends. And then other ones yeah. are like, I hate school. I can't believe they made us go back. They told me I wouldn't have to go back anymore. <laughs> and now I'm, I'm like, dude, it's three weeks. Calm down. No kidding, right? I'm actually excited. Like, you know, I always wanted them to stay. I, I'm excited that they're there. We have so much fun. Um, so yesterday we were, um, we had, or, or not yesterday. Friday, we had Orange Shirt Day to commemorate the 215 bodies that they found of children at the uh, residential school somewhere in BC, right? Am I getting any of these things right? Kamloops, okay. Yep. So um, <laughs> these kids are wearing orange, and they're like, I'm like, do you know why you're wearing orange today? They're like, no. And this one kid comes in, he's like, I don't like orange, I'm not wearing it. I'm like, it has nothing to do with the color orange, okay, guys? Like, I'm going to explain to you why we chose. Like, I don't like the color orange either, but this is why we're wearing it today. And they were like, oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> they're like, we want to wear orange. So we got them little orange um, ribbons to wear if they forgot to wear an orange T-shirt. But every Friday in my learning center, we have this thing called Circle of Friends. So the bravest soul that I am this week, I decided to try a talking circle. So, Laura, you know my students are very rambunctious. I say they have ants in their pants. Sometimes inappropriate, say rude things they shouldn't be saying. You know, it's like the gamut in my room. Like, we just expect the unexpected all the time. Just, but that's what kids just, do. Kids say stuff that you shouldn't say. Kids say well, the darndest things, right? <laughs> my kids Yours are... to say exceptional things. Yes, yes. My kids are just like the icing on the cake of that, of that statement. Anyways, we, I, I read them a story about a talking circle which was written by a Mi'kmaq person. Then we talked about what was expected and unexpected during a talking circle. We chose a leader because we're all equal in the talking circle. So I wasn't going to be the leader because normally I'm the leader all the time. So we chose a student. Well, they chose a student to be the leader. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, they blew my mind. They were so respectful and so quiet and so peaceful. And they got it. I was like, they- honestly, it was so nice. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done a talking circle but holy moly like it is magical and that was some of the words that were used and they also said happy a lot they were very happy to be in the talking circle so those are all like super wins for me um, because my students like I said they're not normally that respectful or that understanding or that quiet so for that to happen it was like I'm not even kidding that was like a miracle magic miracle so I asked them if they want to do it again and they said yes but the The best part about the whole thing is you're not allowed to talk while someone else is talking. So kids actually that normally get talked over or dismissed, they got to say whatever they wanted. Yep. Oh, my God. It was was so nice. It was so nice. I'm telling you. It was so nice. And, yeah, we talked about stupid stuff like what our favorite food was and our pets. But you know what? We had to start somewhere. Yesterday, somewhere. Oh, my God. It was. Anyways, I had to say how proud. And I told them about 100 times how proud I was of them. I'm not sure if they understand that, <laughs> but I was like, oh my God, like seriously, the most amazing thing that happened to me in like a long time. Anyways, I also did explain to them about all of that stuff before we did the talking circle. And, you know, I do like to do a lot of uh, Mi'kmaq and Métis stuff within my classroom because I think it's so important because we do live on Métis and Mi'kmaq land here. So to me, it's very important that our students learn about that stuff. Anyway, so I was like, seriously, best Friday afternoon. So for me, it was either going to go really south or do really well. And I was crazy enough to give it a try. And ta-da, magic. magic So now you just need to do the talking circle like every Friday and let them say what they need to say. You know what? I think we're going to start every Friday with the talking circle. We only have three weeks left. Um, But sadly, I find with my students, and I'm sure it's like this in any talking circle, um, and I also had a talking stick that I made in a Mi'kmaq workshop. So it's, my kids love that. They thought it was so special that they got to use that. And they're like, this is the coolest talking stick I've ever ever seen. Um, but I find that the more it goes around, the more they said. But it took us 45 minutes just, you know what I mean? Like, it, it was a lot of time. And I don't mind spending the time doing that. 
but we also have, you know what I mean? Like they're going to want to go outside and play and we do a lot of social skills and we do a lot of fun stuff. And yeah, but now I think that they know how it works. It won't take hopefully. as long. I hope. Yeah. Not. Cause they so know how this it. goes now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, it was, just, I have to tell you about how magical that was. Anyways, made my life. Literally. I was so excited for them. So next year when I'm in high school, I might give it a go again. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. See how it goes. Any magical oh. things happen in your life this week? No, uh, well, I got some stuff. To talk, I've got some stuff that I can probably bring up, but I'm gonna get interrupted. See, I told you this was gonna happen. Just selling ice, 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 baby. Still there? I am here. Um, I just wanted to add something on to uh, what I about what we were saying about the um, Aboriginal, the the finding the uh, students at the at the um, and we the Indigenous children. Yeah, and we should have a trigger warning on our uh, on our podcast this week because we did talk about this. Um, yeah, I had a really hard time processing that, and and I wanted to talk about that because I do, you know, there are two hundred and fifty kids, on, and the fact mm-hmm. that two like two hundred and fifteen of them, like it just it was very difficult this week for me to process all of these things. I I was in tears a few times thinking about it and. I think the fact that our government did something like this, uh, it doesn't, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say it surprises me, but it, it makes me so sad. So the thing is, this is the part that gets me is, okay, because I explained this to my husband because he's like, they had 215 children that they just like, he's like, they just threw in a ditch. He's like, what did they do to them? I'm like, well, they killed them. He's like, well, he goes, I know that. He goes, but what do you mean? I'm like, well, they were paid, but so the Catholic church is to open these schools with our government permission by our government. And what they were, was they were, they were financed by the head. So however many kids you got was however much money you got. Right. Same as today. So, That's how yep, we finance same our as schools. Yeah. Yep. So, but the thing is that, so the children were malnourished. They were starved to death. They, they didn't get like, um, health care or anything like that. If you got sick, you were sick, like too bad for you kind of thing. Um, and so they, they were very much abused. They were physically abused, sexually abused, emotionally abused like these. And the thing is that, that yes, there's 215 babies in a pile. Like, I don't even know how to put it. Um, children in a mass grave. But the fact of the matter is there's like over 50,000 of them that never are accounted for that went to residential schools. That apparently, quote unquote, ran away. Yeah. So they yeah. have the names of 40, 4,100 children that have died in those schools. But there is as many as uh, 50,000 that they don't know the whereabouts of where these children went to in a hundred and because this went on for like 140 years so that right or a hundred well, years well, apparently there was someone in their 30s that had gone to one yeah and oh yeah what... the last one that closed just closed in 1996 oh my god that just blows this is not like my mind yeah, like this isn't this isn't like like this isn't like something that happened like it started happening in the 1800s, but this isn't something that just that just took place like a long time ago. Like these are this happened right up until our parents like our this would have been our parents children would have went there. We would have went to those schools had we been indigenous children in certain mm-hmm. areas. And our mm-hmm. parents had no right to refuse for us to go. We were taken by the government, taken away put in these schools and unless you're I don't know exactly how it worked but at some point when you were 12 if your parents could afford to get you out or move you home then you could move home when you were 12 but if these communities don't have access to money and stuff how do you expect them to get these kids it's unbelievably ridiculous the fact that you have to pay to get your own kids back oh my god well I don't know if you have to pay but you have to be able to finance to get them home Oh, I see so, what you're saying. So wherever yes. they were, yeah, okay. Yeah, Still, so it's if, ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yeah. and they had yeah. no, they didn't. Yeah, so it was a lot. It, I I don't know. I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm uh I think I passed angry a while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like I yeah, I'm not even like I'm just mad about it at this point. 
I just can't. Anyways, there's going to be a lot of processing of that, I think. And I think there's going to be a lot more come of all of this in the next little while. And you know what? I think it's time it all came out anyways. So Yeah, they're doing the residential school here now. The Shubanakini one, eh? Yeah, the one of the professors from St. Mary's University is going to be leading the investigation. Do you know which one? Which professor it is? Um, I don't know his name right off the top of my head, but yeah, it's been made public that you know you can look online and find out exactly who it is. So maybe we'll see if we can look it up and put it in the show notes because Sounds he will be me. doing the he'll be doing the Shuby, the yeah. Shubanakity. I've really got to learn to call it Shubanakity because I've always called it the Shuby Reserve because my friends lived on the Cambridge Reserve and they always mm-hmm. just refer to it as Shuby. <laughs> so. I got in a bad habit of that, but Shubanakity, yeah. And I also read a lot on how to be an ally for like indigenous people and stuff. So I did a lot of reading up on that too. And I'm no expert on any of that stuff. It's just, it's kind of like, you really don't know how to support people in that situation. Well, I mean, like it's, we yeah. don't understand because we're not ever in that situation. No, like, I'm, no, no. I'm like, yeah. I'm like the walking, talking white privilege. Like I'm not mm-hmm. even remotely under any, you know, illusion of that. I've been doing, like I said, so much research right now in trauma and so much research in how our brains work when it comes to trauma and, and racism. I'm not sure. Did I bring this up already? Who, who was I talking to about? Uh, I listened to this Oprah podcast and she had, um, her and this man wrote a book about trauma and I've been listening to it. Um, and he was talking about how our brain works when it comes to anyways, Oprah was saying that she kind of understands now how people are, are racist. I mean, no one will understand why people are racist. Um, but she kind of understands how now some people could be racist. She doesn't agree with it. Did we talk about this already on the podcast? No, we didn't. But I, I, you, I can. You don't know why people are racist. People are racist what? because they're they're well. For one, you're, it's a learned thing, and for two, basically, it's a learned thing. And for two, it's also a lot of people. A lot of people feel in fear in. What's the word I'm looking for? Lower than infer, um, inferior. Okay. So a lot of, this is going to sound really weird and a lot of people are going to think that this is crazy, but a lot of white men feel inferior to different races. You said, yeah, it's interesting. I've never. So therefore they then bully, abuse and attack other races. Hmm, That's interesting. It's that, that was a whole conversation that I, I listened to on a different podcast. Now I got to find the podcast and tell you what it was. Cause I'm going to have to look it up, but that was on a different podcast that I was looking at is that white men in particular feel inferior or feel that other people are going to be able to take away what is theirs because they're right, not as yeah. good as, as smart as, as educated as, as rich as, as you know, as, as like all these reasons. So therefore they mm. are, inherently inherently racist hmm. and i'm like well that's a weird way of looking at something that i never looked at that way before doesn't excuse you doesn't give you any like you're not excused from acting like an asshole you're still a racist asshole but it it does give another avenue of explanation but just because you can explain it don't make it better doesn't excuse guess, you from doing it and i guess that's what oprah was saying like um, he was talking about how um, our first experience with anything shapes us more than any other experience we've ever had. So if we're brought up in a home where our parents are racist and they put the racist beliefs on us, then that's something that is going to be hard to rewire your brain from. Um, yeah. And if you had, if your first experience with someone of another race was not positive, then it's hard to rewire your brain. And it doesn't matter if your first experience with any, it's anything in general. Um, yeah. Your first experience, if it's not positive, for some reason, negativity always, for some reason, the human brain always goes to the negative. Um, I've been listening to a lot and reading a lot about that recently too. Um, but our, we could have like, I could tell you a hundred things about yourself that are awesome. And I could tell you two negative things and you would dwell on those two negative things, right? My our, husband our brains, has that. Our brains are just ridiculous sometimes. And it's all because of, tr- of fight or flight. So when we needed to protect ourselves from like when we were living in caves or whatever, um, 
we had to protect ourselves and figuring I guess that's why you know like our, our bodies needed to uh, be able to be ready for whatever happened yeah my husband is very much that person he only seems to remember the negative aspects he has a lot of ta- has a hard time remembering happy memories he re- he always remembers the terrible things that happen in his life and not the good things I'm like what is wrong with you you need to fix your brain because I try to not forget the bad stuff, but deal with it and move the hell on because it's the happy memories that make life. If you're going to mm-hmm. dwell on the bad shit, you're going to have a shitty life. Mm-hmm. But I can also see where it's your first time to deal. But I, w- <laughs> okay. So that explains why I am the way I am. Because when I was growing up, my mom's friends were all gay. <laughs> like we, me and my sister have this conversation Often that our first babysitter that we remember when my mom went to work. Now, I know there was a lady before that, but we don't remember her. But we remember um, our babysitter being like Bruce and Dave, who was a couple who. um, (laughs) Bruce and Dave, who was a couple who used to babysit us. We didn't know that there was that there was a difference. You know what I mean? They were just two men that were married, not really married because you weren't allowed to be married back then, but that were married that lived together. We didn't realize there was any difference. I was only like four. They were just normal. They were my mom's friends. They were the normal people that were around. So we've never had that. We've never thought it was weird. And Dave was the first person I knew, you know, who had HIV. So like, it was never, these were never things that weren't talked about. I wasn't exposed to. So I've never had the, this is a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's always just a normal thing in my life. And maybe that's why I've always had positive experiences with people. Yeah, I mean, exactly. So our first experience with whatever is what we carry with us. So it, it's, I just find it so fascinating. Like I just find this whole, all this research I'm doing is really um, practical and I get to apply it to my life right now and I get to understand my students better and my family better and I'm just really enjoying I'm done on the 13th of June I think I mentioned that before I'm super excited about it <laughs> oh the 13th yeah the 13th of June I'm oh yeah your master's now. right 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 I'm like yeah. wait no you're not done school on the 13th but then <laughs> well, I just I'm don't done, on me yeah you done, done the your master's school. I am so I'm pretty excited I'm gonna have a little parter if no one can come and do it by myself because guess what that's my second one and it is <laughs> week to be over as much as I love it it's over Sadie's gonna be sitting in the hot tub eating gummies I eat gummies by myself me and all my friends even all your friends I don't know where I'll be what is the what day of the week is the 13th who knows let me look I'll be at work. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why we're looking. You know I'm going to be at work. It's until a Sunday. It's the, next Sunday. Oh, yeah, I until I have a... the, the people trained to take over so I don't have to be here all the time, I will be at work. So my mom's <laughs> birthday is the 12th, so I actually am having a party for her. So maybe I'll just combine the two. See, there you go. My daughter's birthday is the weekend after. You know what I always feel like? I feel like it's kind of, I'm kind of annoyed by this. I'll tell you, Kim, what I'm annoyed about right now, because I know you listen to this, but it might be too late because this is going to be a week and a half from now. I'm annoyed yeah, that Kim. I have like a gazillion university degrees and no one's ever given me a cake for it. No one's ever said, congratulations, you're awesome. How many university degrees do I have? I have one, two, three. This will be my fourth one, I think. Two, three, four. This will be my fourth one. Never got a cake. Okay. Never got anything. I'm kind of bitter about it. Congratulations. You spend way too much time in school. Yeah, I know. It's funny. One of the kids was telling me something, and I was like, try being me. I haven't even left school. I've been in the school since I was five years old. I haven't literally ever been in a school. I have zero degrees. And by the way, when you put that thing up about Rip and Casey, it was only me and you that voted, wasn't it? Because it was 50-50. No, no, no. It was other people. Oh, okay. Other, I'm like, other people legit voted. That's why I was like, I think this is like crazy because we're both okay. like. So Team Casey people, can we just be honest? I just think for a second. You. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. Just for a second though. There's nothing wrong with Rip. I like Rip. He's a big teddy bear, burly boy. He's but very like. loving and sweet with Beth. 
Mm-hmm. I like the fact that they both will kill for other women and for themselves and just for the plain, simple joy of it. Because I think <laughs> they do. on, isn't it? It is. <laughs> I always want to marry a mass murderer. Um, yeah, but, um, me too. I like a lot But why is it they, like, why do the ladies love the Casey? I like him because he's smaller. I like him because he's always slightly dirty and he's a little bit, he's kind of got a little polish. Yeah, he is dirty. You know I like a dirty boy. I like a man that is doing his job. I want you to come home dirty. I want you to have rough hands. I want you to smell like sweat and sunshine. Then I want you to shower. But I mean, like, (laughs) there is nothing better than the smell of a man that has been out haying. Can you not agree with that? Well, I don't know if I've ever smoked a man who went haying, but... Um, okay, I, I need I a man uh, that's been out haying to go visit Sandy for a minute to so just walk by so she can smell the sweat, the sunshine, <laughs> the hard work, the dirt, and, oh, oh wait, money. It smells like money. Um, No. <laughs> my husband does come home from the woods smelling like the woods. I kind of like that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. See? It's, he's dirty. He smells like... It's it's very manly ever dirty? smell. Yeah. He's a dirty, dirty man. He has to shower, like, twice a day. That's what I said. I like a dirty, I like a dirty boy because, you know, but he needs to shower before he gets in bed. But in between, he, he's, I like, I like, I like a dirty boy. So you want to know what it is that other ladies What like is it that other Casey? women like about Casey? I know what I like about Casey, but I want to know why other women like Casey. What is it so, about Casey that makes you on team Casey? Oh, and I also want to know what makes you be on team Rick. I'm really interested in everybody's opinion. I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you why I like him. Basically, you said it. He's big and burly, and he has, like, I like it that when he talks, he has something important to say. He just doesn't jibber-jabber all the time. I'm not a big fan of men who talk all the time. Like, I don't mind if you talk to me, like, to have a conversation with you, but, like, if I don't want, like, if I'm being quiet, and, like, I like lots of time where there's no talking, because at work, all I do is talk. And, like, all that happens is words around me all the time. So when I come home, if you got something to say, say it, but don't just talk about nothing all the time. I just I can't deal with that. So too many words I don't love. So, so Ian, don't why, talk. He doesn't. That's why we get along really well. Like the both of us have jobs where we talk all the time. So literally, I mean, we have conversations, don't get me wrong, but it's not like, you know, some people just talk for the sake of hearing themselves talk. I find that very annoying. Anyway, yeah, my husband so rip, doesn't. Rip doesn't talk a lot. I like that. I like when he talks. He's got something to say. He's not fucking about. Mm-hmm. Also, I like that he uses people's names a lot. So when he's talking to somebody, he uses their name. I love that. I think it's really Oh, fun. yeah, he I does. Know, I never thought about that. I don't know that. if you noticed that, but I love it. Like, when he's talking to someone, he just makes you feel special because he uses your name. And, I mean, he's never said my name, but maybe we can make that happen. Um, but I just like it. And I find, like, like I said, I guess it's like when he talks to you, you feel like he's talking to you. He's not like just talking for the sake of talking um even when he's giving you shit he's still like you got his attention you know there's no there's no phone in his face he's not you know he's not like giving you half of his attention when whenever you get any of his attention it's 100 percent. i don't know that's what i like about him and i obviously love that he like is big and burly and looks like a teddy bear and reminds you of your husband yeah, it's I funny know. how we went through the body types because <laughs> you are definitely attracted to Rip, who is built like your husband, and Casey is built like mine. Mm-hmm. Like 100%. That is exactly where we went with that. And it was just funny because I'm like, I get why you like Rip. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, but I'm like, it's so funny because the first time I watched it when it came on, that was the first thing I texted you. I get it. It looks like Ian. <laughs> um, I get also, it. Like, <laughs> also, like, Rip is kind of like, he like picked Beth and that was it. Like he just decided Beth was his. He waited for her. He let her do whatever she needs to do. He still lets her be her. And yeah. um, I think that's a lot like my husband too, where he just lets me be me. He doesn't ever put constraints on anything I've asked or want to do. Like he just lets me be me, but also he picked me and he just decided it was me. And then he just let me go through what I need to go through to figure it out. And then he was still there. And I think that that's, I don't know. I, there's something about that where it's like you make your decision and then, you know what I mean? And I mean, you guys 
I'm sure Edward did the same thing. He's like, yeah, I want to marry her. So he just made his decision. And then you kind of just, I'm sure you both were on the same page though. It took Ian and I eight years to get married. (laughs) Yeah, no, no. I just told, I told Edward, Edward's like, do you want to move in with me? And I said, I hate living with you without a ring on my finger. So I got a ring on my finger. And then a year later I got married. That was how that went down. Oh, you're Um, so much smarter than me. (laughs) Like (laughs) at 19, this is how this is going to work. You want me to live well, with you? I want a commitment ring on finger. And then, uh, so yeah, that was that. Oh, there, I was super we, commitment phobe. So never would have went for that. Oh. Yeah. You were at 19. Where were you at 19? Commi- the bar star dream. Like I was not, I was no way. I am a commitment phobe. Like I still am to this day. Like I'm committed to my husband and I love him, but it took, like we got married <laughs> and I had a really rough, time like it was hard for me like I wanted to get married it was you know it wasn't it was a mutual thing and but it took like oh my god six months of me like not doing okay and um I told him I mean he just just like I said he just decided I was his wife so for him he's like nothing's changed and really nothing changed we just got married and it was fun we had a really good you know we went to New York City and got married in City Hall and we had a fucking amazing trip we went to see Fleetwood Mac and we did all these really fun stuff really fun things but and it was hard. And, and, you know, buying this house was also a commitment phobe for me. I was like, oh, my God. I don't know. I got some commitment issues. But I'm working You do have them. commitments. <laughs> like, because I'm like, like, it's like, everybody's like, is there a difference between, like, living together and being married? I'm like, yes. And they're like, what's that? I'm like, he's legally required to be here. <laughs> well, That's it. Le- yeah, yeah. I don't see for me that it's a lot different. So when I got married, I felt safer. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I just felt like even though it's a piece of paper and marriage is really nothing these days, I find people just do whatever with it. They can get divorced. They can do whatever they want. But for me, getting married felt safer. So when Ian and I decided to get married, it just made me feel a lot safer in my relationship, which is ridiculous because nothing Because he's changed. now legally required to be there. It <laughs> there actually, it, it is. And the other thing is, I, I, I find once you're actually married, it's harder for you to walk away. So when shit hits the fan, because it's going to, you're going to have some real great ones over the years. Oh my when God, that I happens, it, yeah. it's harder to walk away because you're actually married. You're not dating anymore. This isn't my boyfriend. This is my husband. So when it all goes fucking south, you've now got a mortgage. You're splitting a house. Everything is tied together. You have to either sit down and figure out how you're going to fix it, or you got to sit down and figure out how you're going to split it up. So it, it kind of puts that change on how you look at it because are you going to give up that easy or are you going to figure out how to fix it and most of us figured out how to fix it depending on what he did now come on now there are there are some yeah well there's people there are things people do that are not acceptable but I mean in my marriage or in your marriage seriously like fucking her down and get it dealt with really just deal with it yeah i've got yeah. like a wedding anniversary coming up in like two weeks i gotta figure that out three weeks how many three years weeks. how many years how many years 22 god you're only 20 years ahead of me no big deal <laughs> <laughs> like i'm only 20 years ahead of you i know i'm 42 years old and i've been married for 22 years <sighs> do, do that do the math it, on that <laughs> oh my god Anyways, this all started because we're talking about Yellowstone, which is by far our favorite show. I noticed oh your mom God, watched it. Oh my God, it's coming on on June 20th. Okay, yeah, I know, sorry. I noticed your, your mom was watching it too. Yeah, they, well, they had taped it. They thought they had set to tape it and they ended up only getting like seasons two and three. So they've been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for the station, the Paramount station to rerun season one. And it finally reran season one. So they finally got season one. They've had season two and three on their like, cable box they recorded for almost a year like since when did season three air last summer no idea i was late to the party so when they they taped it whenever season three came out last year but they thought that they had like after right after season three came out they like put it on like as a marathon like you could like trisha watched it over like a run of a weekend as a marathon right in the fall yeah. and I think mom and Derek might have taped it at the same time like last fall and they thought that they had got 
taped everything, but it turned out they only got season two and season three. So they've been waiting for season one, which they just re-ran. So they just, they've been, they'd be working in their gardens because they're revamping their whole yard. So they do that all day and then at night. Yeah. yeah, Then at night they'd like come in and watch Yellowstone. I'm like, it's really good show. And mom's like, yeah, this is really good. She's like, I'm really enjoying it. We're on like season three, episode four. She goes, I really love Kevin Costner. I'm like, it is a good eye candy show. (laughs) So who your mom's all about the Kevin Costner? Oh, my, well, my mom thinks that they're all, she goes, you're right. This is a show of very good looking men. She goes, young and old. She goes, they're all good looking. I'm like, yes, you should yes, ask they her are. what team she's on. You should ask I'm her what team she's on. She loves Kevin Costner, but I will ask her, mom, which one's better looking, Rip or Casey? She'll probably go with Rip because look at Derek. Derek say, is always like, a, he's, yeah. yeah, he's going to be like, he's the teddy bear side. So he's, she's. Everybody's married to a teddy bear except for me. <laughs> Everybody? I don't know. Well, my sister's husband's bigger. I guess maybe maybe Trisha. Mm-hmm. Trisha and Tammy both have skinny husbands. So Edward's family has skinny husbands. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> That's another episode. <laughs> like, why do we like skinny men? Um, like, I don't... I, it was Edward's eyes. I fell in love with Edward's eyes first. You said this, yeah. Yeah, my husband has very beautiful blue eyes as well. It's all in the eyes, baby. Oh my god, I'm gonna get that splinter in my hand. Will you come do surgery on my finger for me? <laughs> sure, <laughs> no problem. Uh, I, mean, I don't mind. Oh, um, okay. So, went- last week's episode that just aired, like the one that just came out on Wednesday, June like 2nd. <laughs> I was listening to that doing the notes, thinking, Oh my god, Lori. Why? Why did you let me record that? Why? I listened to that like editing. I had to take so much out of that. So oh, really? much out of that. Yes, I ended up taking like a bunch more out of that. I'm like, I am so high, Sandy. Like, oh, you had a lot of words God. that day. I feel like I didn't oh, have a lot God. to say. You didn't. You barely spoke the whole time. You just let me talk and ramble on, and I talked about That's people's asses, you let, and you I just let me. Talk. You would let I me was... talk every time I tried you. You just talked. I was like, "All right, well, you got lots I'm... to say. We'll let you talk." <laughs> you should have said, "We need to record this tomorrow when you're not high." Like it Why? was like, "Oh that my was god, super fun!" <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh god, that was terrible. <laughs> you're just living the dream. That's all I'm saying. Um, I was living the dream, all right. So, uh, what did you want to talk about? You said you had some stuff to talk about, and I interrupted you with the whole uh, orange T-shirt thing. I don't know. Oh, is that important? Awesome. Yeah, it was that important. Oh, we were talking about trauma. <laughs> yeah, no, what I was gonna say oh, is yeah. like we were talking about trauma, and I'm still doing my um, yeah, trauma course for the food thing, right? And I'm still yeah. stumbling a little hard on this. I'm not. I'm not making it through module three. Like last, like two weeks when we talked, I told you I was on module yeah. three, but I'm still yeah. on module three. But what is I'm, it again? What is the module, module three? Mm-hmm. So module three is working on your trauma and mm-hmm. past belief and where your past beliefs came from. So right. it is about going back in time, figuring out. Who said what to you that made you feel what way? And now you have to retrain yourself to right. to know the difference. Because what you were told when you were a child or a teenager or even in your early 20s is not reality. Just because it's somebody else, somebody else said it to you didn't make it reality. So I think that the reason you're struggling with that so much is because to rewire your brain. And like I always compare everything to literacy because I am a literacy nerd. Um, and we te- when we teach students how to read or we te- or students who are dyslexic or students who have a hard struggle with learning how to read, um, we really, our job is to rewire their brain. And yes. how we do it is by using multi-sensory lessons, which means we use um, something where we walk, we talk, we uh, put our finger in rights, we do all these things because our brain really needs to be stimulated in different ways when it's being rewired. Um, Mm -hmm. Also to rewire your brain, it's repetition. And it's that repetition in different ways. So you can't expect your brain to be rewired overnight. It's not going to happen. Like it just isn't. 
So no, and that's why I'm still I'm not comfortable leaving this stage of the thing. Like I still have like five more to go, six more to go, something like that. But I'm not comfortable leaving the stage I'm in because I don't feel like I'm ready to move on. So my I feel like I need to do it. As a teacher, you know, the biggest dork that ever lived. Um, how are you rewiring your brain? Because it's the same thing. Because we know trauma, you have to rewire your brain in order to make you think differently. It's the same as the literacy component. So are you trying different ways? Like, do you write affirmations places so you can read them? Have you tried uh, listening? To, like, how are you doing it? I want to hear what you're up to, to rewire okay. your brain. So what it is, is, so the exercises that I'm doing is every mm -hmm. morning, um, every morning I look in the mirror, not okay. naked. Number oh, one man. is never naked. Now, because I'm sure our viewers would love that visual. <laughs> Anyways, I guess oh, there you go. Yeah, Soft, doughy, I mean. white body. It's great. Um, anyways, oh, come um, on. You're hottie. Forget about I that. I am right, so white going. that it, like you can, I can be as skinny as a toothpick, but I am so white that I always look like a marshmallow because I fucking glow in the dark. It is ridiculous how white I am. But that's regardless, you're a hottie. Keep going. Yes. But that's the thing. So every morning when I when I wash my face and every night when I wash my face and I put all this stuff on and I'm doing my hair, I'm like, hey, you sexy bitch. How are you doing this morning? Or like whatever. Like I'm talking to myself like like I'm Sean T or something. You know what I mean? So I'm all having right. conversations with myself. I get dressed. And the other thing I'm learning is when you get dressed in the morning. So you get dressed. You find clothes that fit your body. I love don't wear it. clothes I love... that are a little too tight or a little too I love whatever. It that you said that. The other Put day it on, on that fits your body, and then you it. take a cursory glance in the mirror to make sure that everything is actually put together, and then you go see you later, and you walk away. Don't stand and look in the mirror. Don't criticize what you're wearing. Don't put on anything that's too tight. Don't put on anything that's going to give you a roll or anything like that. If it's too small, you put it in a different pot and you just go to get different clothes. You don't even worry about it. Don't think about it. So those are the, that's my morning every morning. Plus I've been oh, doing okay. my meditation. So you do your meditation. Love it. And, and then, is this your own meditation that you, or is it like a self-affirmation um, meditation? Or? It's a, it's, it depends on my, uh, my moods. Most day I'm doing um, self-affirmation um, self meditation, but some days I'm okay. just doing like a relaxation or an anti-stress okay. one because sure. I'm, I'm kind of like, yeah wound up that day or I'm going to have a bad day. I like, there's things that I know I have to do or make phone calls today that I don't want to do. So I'll do a relaxation one instead just to bring cool. your vibe down. Cool. Um, I like it. So then, then your morning starts. So I get up and I get my cup of coffee and stuff and I go out and feed my animals. And then when I come in, instead of like grabbing something to shoved in my face and I'm, and I will like either make a protein shake or I will put Greek yogurt with some berries and some, and some granola or something in a, in a container and bring it to work with me. And because it's not that I can't have anything else, it's that my body is worth being nourished. So I need to nourish my body oh, first. Love it. And then love once it. I've ate all my fruits and vegetables and nourished my body for the day, if I still want to have some chocolate when I get home or a glass of wine when I get home or whatever, then I have that. But first, you have to take care of your nutritional needs. Then you can have the other thing. And by having that, you I have to eat out of a smaller bowl. So I have like those little, like, you know, um, the little ramkins and the little um, prep bowls and stuff, you know, that you get that hold like, like three quarters of a cup or a half a cup. So I'll put some chocolate in one of those or maybe some chips if that's what I want. I put them in the little ones and you, you then eat the little bowl. And then in 15 minutes, if you still want something, if you still want more, then you go filled again. But most of the time, it's it's the idea of having it. So I've had it, and now I don't need to binge eat it. Okay. So all throughout the day, you eat. You can have that in the afternoon if that's what you feel like. But all throughout the day, you eat the thing. And every time a bad thought pops into your head, you stop if you can. Like if you're driving down the road, please don't pull, you know, slam on the brakes. You'll cause an accident, you know, kind of thing. But you stop and, and you take a couple of deep breaths and you remind yourself that that's not your voice. You didn't say those things. That's not your voice. You didn't say those things. What you're saying is, and then you tell yourself what you need to say. So when the bad voice like pops it. into your head or you sit down and your roll goes over and you, you know, you're pulling your shirt away and you're like, fucking Jesus, I'm so fat. Then you stop and you go, that's not my voice. I didn't tell myself that 
I am not fat. I am beautiful. My body functions. My body is perfect. My body is healthy. It gets me through every day. My body is my body and I don't have to have it look a certain way for anybody else. And then you move on with your day and keep going. So every time that pops in, you stop, you go through the, you tell yourself what you need to say because your body is not a decoration. It's a functioning meat suit that you need to take care of. You only get one, but it doesn't mean it has to be a size two. If you want to be a size 16 and you're perfectly happy or a size 20, then by all means be that. But you need to be healthy and you need to take care of your body. And then everything else is just, it's just somebody else. It's just what somebody else has put on you because it's their belief system, not mine. So that's what I've been doing, (laughs) but I'm not ready to move to stage four yet. I'm not there yet. I kind of looked at it and I went, I'm not prepared to move up a level yet. I'm not, I'm not well enough in my own being to move up yet. So I'm taking the time to not do it, to continue to do what I'm doing. And then I'll move in. I'm hoping to move up probably in the next week or so. Really? Because that's still really quick, I think, but you're doing awesome. I'm really proud of you. Well, thank you. I haven't had a binge in a whole week. Wow. I know that doesn't seem much to most people, but considering I binge eat on a daily basis and sometimes until I throw up, I haven't binged in a week. <laughs> wow. I'm really proud so, of you. Thanks. It is, it is working. It is helping, but it's just, a, it's literally like the other day we had a shit show here and the cops were here and it was just oh all my. terrible. Yeah. It was just a moment in the sun, you know, of, of owning, uh, owning a business during COVID. Um, and I went home and, instead of having like a complete mental breakdown, like I normally would, or start shoveling food in my face, like hand over fist, I just went home and got a glass of water and I put on the self-guided meditation, the calming one. And I just sat there for 10 minutes and listened to her talk and drank a glass of water. And then I got up and I got myself, um, I think I ate, what did I eat? Cause I was hungry. Like I hadn't ate for like hours and hours. So I was hungry, but I got like crackers and cheese or something like something normal like no junk food and then I poured myself three ounces of wine only three ounces of wine and another glass of water and I sat there and ate my cheese and crackers and drank my wine and then I finished my big glass of water and went to bed so there was no I was able to take myself once I was able to leave the situation put myself in a quiet place do what needed to do sit with your feelings let it all go through you and then move on and that's oh the first God. time I've ever been able to do it. So you're doing hard, 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 hard work. It's you're hard. hard it's work. hard to heal your own trauma. I don't want right. to go talk to a psychotherapist so or a physiotherapist. I just want to talk why, to her and then that's why it. Don't, <laughs> why don't you want to see a psychologist? Um, probably because I'm just not comfortable enough talking about some of the trauma so I just I don't know I I would probably talk to you about it but I probably wouldn't talk to a stranger about it got it yeah so I have experienced seeing psychologists I'm very open about it because my job is I've had a lot of trauma within my job um anyways without getting into it um I had something really big two years ago happen and I I had to see someone I, I felt like it was something that was healthy for me to do because I felt um it was really hard what happened. Anyways, I don't like to get into that because I don't even know if I'm allowed to talk about it on here. But anyways, yeah. um, I did I did see someone and I try to tell people like it's someone who does who's not invested in your life and it gives they give you a great perspective on things that you never could give yourself or your friends could give you. Because like yeah. obviously you can tell me whatever you want because you know I'm a safe person, whatever, but I'm still gonna give you my skewed answer of that because I know so much about you or I'm gonna even if you just talk and I listen, it's still gonna be um if you want advice or whatever, it's all gonna be skewed. Just cause like I mean it's gonna be positive. I'm not gonna like send you down the wrong path or anything, but I find when you see someone that doesn't have any interest in you or any investment in your life or know anything, I just find it to be so um refreshing. Because they yeah. just give you different views on yourself or on, and for some reason, because like, I know, like, you know, that I'm just going to tell you that I think you're a hottie and that you look great. And I, I very much believe that, but I'm me. And I tell you that all the time. And you know that that's how I feel. And you know that regardless of whether or not I could tell you a hundred times and you're not going to believe me, 
But if you talk to someone who has no interest in being your friend or anything and they tell you, there's just something about that. Um, you know what I mean? Even though you're paying them a lot of fucking money. Like, I think I paid $180 an hour. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's very expensive. And that's the thing. Like, I've talked to the lady doing this course and I talked to my Reiki yeah. master and stuff about it. So I do, I do seek outside help. I just am not comfortable yet. I'm, I'm not there yet to go do that that's totally fine yeah yeah and I do believe you when you tell me that I'm a hottie because you know what you said that well I'm glad you believe me because I honestly Laura you know you I come to your house I'm not I've never been one to say oh you look great you look like you lost weight I've never been that friend of yours no um and it was interesting that you brought that up and that you're saying that you you seek that validation from people I've never given it to you because I just always think you look great and you'll say anything to me and I'll be like Lori you look amazing you look always the same to me which is the truth you always look the same to me (laughs) I never notice when you gain or lose weight so I just tell you straight up you look amazing all the time um, you look the anyway. same. And you, that's, you those, the are same. Those, those are the things I tell myself, too, um, when I'm doing it. I'm like, like when, I, when I'm having a bad moment or whatever, I'm, I, use, I use my husband, too. Your husband thinks you're sexy as fuck. What the hell is wrong with you? He's not uh, a liar. He? You don't think your husband's... <laughs> like, I don't ever look at my husband and go, you're a liar. Like, I don't believe you. So if he thinks that I'm sexy as fuck, then why am I not? Just because somebody told you something when you were younger and now it's ingrained in your brain and that's how you've always yeah. treated yourself doesn't actually make it true. No, no, no. And, and Edward 100% believes that. Oh, Jesus, yes. <laughs> and he's not shy about it. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have heard that on more than one occasion from my husband. <laughs> Anyways, I, I think that, um, yeah. Anyways, I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you're doing all this work. It makes me so happy because, um, I mean, we all have stuff we got to work on and I think it's great. I, I think just didn't I realize that I had you. disorder. Well, I thought you know this what? is just I... what grown-ass women do. Because yeah, <laughs> they all do I it. I don't. You know that. No, you don't. All right. Wait. So I know one. You know one woman who doesn't do it. That's it. Yeah. Really? Like all How the other women, women in your life? How many women do you know off the top of your head that are not always either on a diet or not eating certain foods or, you know, they're all like, really, like, honestly, or they hate their body or they're complaining that they're too fat or whatever. Like, like when you actually stop and think about it, I'm sure there's probably more than you. If I actually stop, stop and try to think about it, but I can't really put my name on anybody other than you at this point. Like how many women do you know that, that that's not a trigger for? It's just interesting because like, I guess for me, it's just something that I've never invested any of my thought process in you know and and I and I understand that you do and I I totally understand why and I get that it's funny because during you know all this trauma research I'm doing and it's like just thinking about myself and so (laughs) this is funny because you're just like oh well that explains a lot doesn't it you're like that's what's wrong with me why didn't somebody tell me this before I'm a commitment foe because of that 100% like I you know, I know and, why and you're. Anyway. I know exactly why you're a commitment phobe. Why? Why you are? Yeah, it goes right back to your childhood. Yeah, 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 definitely, hundred percent. I think you know uh, it's funny though because Ian had a shitty childhood and he's like super commitment man. So I don't. Yeah, know. but so am I. That's true. Oh, good point. Yeah. Good point. But yeah. it's just it's just different way you do it. But yet, my sister has been with her her boyfriend. For yeah. what, 25 years, had two kids that are like, one of them's an adult, the other one's going to university this year, so she got two adults. She still won't get married. Hmm, interesting. It's You're a commitment right. issue because of whatever it is you guys perceive the meaning of marriage to be it's not because you're not committed to the person you're with it's the word marriage that sends you over the edge yeah and i shouldn't say ian had a wonderful his mother's wonderful and they had a beautiful childhood he just had some shit happen to him that would make me think he might not be such a commitment so more of the office all right well we should go anyways it was an awesome podcast we got into it all right i'll talk to you later bye-bye bye